0: Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Yolanda Thompson. She's a program manager for the county's Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. We're going to be talking about the Make the Call campaign, which is a new effort launching in April, or launched in April, depending on when you listen to this podcast. But that Make the Call campaign is to increase awareness and usage of the 24-hour domestic and sexual violence hotline. We'll give that number and, of course, have a lot of good information on the topic coming up. But first, Yolanda, welcome. Thanks for being on the County Conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to this conversation. I think it's a conversation... I honestly don't have a lot of knowledge of, and I am assuming, and maybe I'm correct or incorrect, you can let me know, that domestic and sexual violence is not a topic that is often talked about.
1: Exactly. Okay. Uh, We consider it almost to be a a silent issue Mm. in the community. It is really a public health issue. It's a public safety issue. It's a public safety issue in the sense that this is about violence violence that occurs within families, and it impacts our community in various ways. Um, And it's a public health issue in the sense that the people who are experiencing (coughs) this violence experience trauma, Mm. and trauma has an impact on their physical health as well as their emotional health and well-being. Okay. So,
0: So, and, and... when i see the the name of the office for instance office for women and domestic and sexual violence services it, it my my first thought is there's like three prong approach for the office mm-hmm. it's like maybe women's issues then there's domestic uh, violence domestic issues but then sexual violence mm-hmm. are, are are is domestic violence and sexual violence are they separate or can they be separate or or are they often Combined they're, as well. I mean, does that make often,
1: sense? Yes, they're often combined. So okay. typically someone who has experienced domestic violence has also mm. had some experience wow. of sexual violence. In other words, some type of sexual assault has occurred in wow. that person's life. When you talk about the office name, which we know we have a very right. long name, <laughs> right. and we're trying, if there's suggestions out there for our <laughs> name, please let us know. And just because our office has the name women mm. in it does not mean that we are an office strictly serving women because or females. Men, men because can men be can victims. be victims okay. of domestic violence or sexual violence. Wow. Uh, they can be trafficked, although it's not as common. Mm. Um, but the Office for Women, that section, yes, we do focus on women issues. We have a commission for women who okay. are very active in women's rights. And um, and there was just recently a proclamation for Women's History Month. So there is an emphasis on women's rights. And then when you talk about domestic and sexual violence, yes, those can be intertwined and often are.
0: Mm-hmm. The... the Emphasis or the the domestic and the sexual violence services has that been around for a while? Is it a, a fairly new initiative within the county?
1: No, it it has been around for quite a while. And it, we're talking about the um, hotline in particular, mm-hmm. and our and the and the shelter and other services and that has been around for over 30 years. Wow.
0: I, yeah. had, I had no idea. So people don't know. this That's is why true. we have the campaign. Okay, Make yeah. the
1: call to help increase awareness about the programs and services that are available to support victims, survivors, and their families right. um, around those issues.
0: And again, de- depending on when you're listening to this, the, the campaign, uh, because we are recording this uh, conversation before April 4th, we're going to say the campaign is going to be launching on April 4th. But if you're listening after that date, you'll just realize that the, the campaign has started. But my understanding, this kind of kicks off uh, around a presentation to the Board of Supervisors. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. When we're talking about the Make a Call campaign. So, so yes. kind of walk us through that a little bit.
1: So April is always Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So mm-hmm. it is a month where we are really focusing on increasing awareness about sexual violence in our community and resources and support available to victims of sexual violence. And so on April 4th, Fairfax County Board of Supervisors will proclaim April as Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And at the reception for the proclamation, we will be kicking off our campaign, Make the Call, to just inform people about services that are available, asking them to call that 24 hour hotline, mm-hmm. which I think you may have mentioned, but we didn't say the number. Yeah, please tell me Which the number. is yeah, 70- we'll 703. We'll,
0: we'll say it several times. We'll okay. say it
1: several times. So seven zero three six three six zero seven two seven three. 360 7273. That's a 24 hour hotline that is staff seven. 7 days a week, 365 wow. days out of the year. Wow.
0: That's a that's a huge staffing commitment. It's at, a
1: co- or, it's a commitment and we are fortunate to have volunteers who help us to increase oh, wow. our capacity to provide that service. So the the people providing that coverage for the hotline go through an extensive training because mm. you never know what type of call you're going to get. Mm. And so you really have to have training in a variety of um topics like right. resources available, how to how to handle a call, crisis intervention, how to help a person's safety plan, etc. So we are fortunate to have about 75 volunteers for our program. And just last fiscal year, they provided, uh, I think, over uh, four, mm, about 4,200 hours of service wow. to us. So I think that equated to the county for about a hundred and ten thousand dollars.
0: Wow, that's great. So we're very awesome. fortunate. Yeah, so thanks to volunteers if you're listening. Uh, thank you for, for the service you're providing. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about this Make the Call campaign, is it, is it an awareness campaign? I mean, is it, is it essentially wanting people to know the number or are you wanting them to take action to actually to make the call? And, and, and why would they make a call to this number?
1: So I think it's both things. Okay. So first is just to inform the community, Fairfax County residents, that there is a number that they can call. Um, For example, you may notice some signs that seem a little off with a, a friend. Maybe it's a neighbor that you notice maybe not necessarily always about bruising, but maybe just the way they say, oh, I can't do that. My spouse or my, you know, um, partner, Mm -hmm. um, won't allow me to do this. Hmm. Or you may notice some type of bruising, unexplained issues that might prompt you to have questions and concerns. Hmm. And so we don't want you to figure it out. We just want you to call us and then let us walk you through and have a conversation with you and then point you into some, um, point you to some resources or give you some guidance Okay. Uh, because we don't want people to necessarily take action because that could put that person in further harm.
0: That's a great point.
1: So we, we really want them to be able to speak with the people covering that hotline who I mentioned receive extensive right. training so that they can help guide and provide some information about steps that that person could okay. take.
0: So, so make the call, any concern, make the call, at least get a little more information. Maybe in the questions you ask or some of the things you say, it comes out that, okay, I don't think there is anything to be concerned about. Mm -hmm. Or, on the other hand, it could be, here's some additional things to look for, things to pay attention to that that then may lead to some other things. But I think that's a great point. If you're going to make the call, it's not about making a call to report something because you don't know everything. Mm -hmm. and, And that point about Uh, increased danger for the person. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that. That's Mm -hmm. an excellent point to remember, and I think that may be a reason why a lot of people don't make the call to start with is because they don't want to get into a reporting issue or Mm -hmm. something like that.
1: Mm -hmm. And and that's possibly the case. So we just want them to just call so that we can provide them with some information, some resources to help them. And also the other piece is if it is a person who may be experiencing some type of violence, and they are not aware that there are services and programs to help support them. We Mm. want them to know their family. Sometimes family members have um, some idea that something may be going on, but they are not sure what steps to take. We can certainly talk with them and provide them with some guidance as well. Okay.
0: We're on the county conversation talking with Yolanda Thompson of the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services about their Make the Call campaign, about the 24-hour domestic and sexual violence hotline, which again is 703-360-7273. And I wanted to pull up this stat from the, the website that that, mm-hmm. that I found on, on your page on the county website that says every month in Fairfax County, domestic violence hotline hotlines receive over 240 calls victims request 64 family abuse protective orders 13 families escape to an emergency domestic violence shelter and almost 160 domestic violence arrests are made i mean to me that's that's shocking mm-hmm. that's astounding mm-hmm. the the numbers
1: and that's why i said it was a public safety issue right because yeah. it is it's impacting Uh, our community. And when you mention those numbers, those stats, one of the things that I think is important to share as we talk about the Make the Call campaign is that we, as the office, cannot do it alone. So there are plenty of nonprofit and community-based organizations that um, help with this process that are addressing issues of mm-hmm. domestic violence and sexual violence in our community. So the Make the Call campaign is not just about the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. It's also about the nonprofits and community-based organizations who provide services to support victims okay. of domestic and sexual violence.
0: So. I- and, and we kind of talked about this from the angle of if you see something or if you have concerns or whatever, but if you're in a situation of domestic violence or sexual violence or, or anything like that, you can call this hotline yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I assume part of that making the call there is working with these other agencies and nonprofit partners and county services to get the person assistance.
1: Exactly. So when someone calls <laughs> the hotline, and this is an anonymous call. Hmm, good point. And we simply ask some information, uh, like your zip code, just so that we would know where we could link you up with resources and, and services. But it's an anon- anonymous call. The counselors that are the advocates that answer the phone are there to really listen and try to understand where that person um, could best be linked up with services. One of the primary things that we do in the call is first ask that person, are you at are you safe? Hmm. And and that's because sometimes people are calling us and they are right in the midst of a situation and we don't want to put them in any further jeopardy by having them on the call with us. Um, so we always ask that we ask if it's a safe phone number and then we talk through a variety of different um, questions to help guide the, the conversation and then mm. see what resources they may need. So one of the things you spoke about in uh, the script describing the stats was mm-hmm. shelter. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, when someone is in imminent danger, meaning that they are fleeing a violent situation right. at that moment, right. we will then connect them with uh, shelter, which is Artemis House, which is the Fairfax County 24-hour crisis shelter. Mm. Um, and so that they can then seek shelter at that location, at Artemis House. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. let me make an important point here. In that dangerous situation, if you're fearing for your life, I'm assuming that the preferred call would be to 911 first. Yes, okay. definitely. Okay. Definitely
1: call 911. And many, and sometimes, uh, well, when you mentioned that, let me back up a minute. When you mentioned that, if a victim calls 911, or when a victim calls 911 and a patrol officer goes out, they will call a lethality assessment uh, program line. We have a line that is dedicated to Fairfax County Police Officers where they will call and speak with a staff member from our office. So that's another line that our staff are uh, providing coverage for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And we are very fortunate that the Fairfax County Police Department has taken the lead in this program. When they are on scene, that police officer will ask that victim a series of 11 questions that determines that person's risk of lethality. So I'm speaking about risk of being killed by whoever is abusing them. Wow. And when that person scores as being in high risk, that, that patrol officer will ask that victim, would you like to speak with an advocate? Um, and when they speak with us, then our goal is really to help them safety plan over the next 24 hours and then engage them, get them engaged into services. Hmm. So finding out how we can best support them.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I, I had no idea about that. I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of other folks didn't. And just the, this, the coordination and the, the intricacies of the agencies working together to mm-hmm. to make the resources available and happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm s- assuming this didn't happen overnight. It's been it a long process. It did not happen overnight.
1: And this, I'm not sure how many people are aware that the county has a domestic violence prevention policy uh, coordinating council. And that council is staffed by senior level county officials, department heads typically, as well as non-profit uh, leaders in the community, uh, some community based leaders. Supervisor John Cook is chair of that committee. And so they really gather to uh, brainstorm ideas about how the county can best address issues of domestic and sexual violence. Wow. Um, so it it is, you're right, it's not something that happens overnight. It takes a lot of coordination and certainly collaboration. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned before, we work with a lot of nonprofits and community-based organizations, which is really key to addressing any type sure, of issue. Sure. We've heard the phrase, it takes a village. Well, it takes it takes a community, right. a county. Uh, and, and, and fortunately, we have a lot of nonprofits and community-based organizations, and, and we are certainly thankful to the board for their uh, support of this type of um, service.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because regardless how big the, the county government is or even how big many of the nonprofit organizations or faith-based organizations are, none of them can do it by yourself exactly. or by themselves. So, yeah, getting together. So, uh, again, we're talking about the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services and the Make the Call campaign, which is to stress the importance and uh, of that 24-hour domestic and sexual violence hotline and not only importance of it being there but the importance of taking advantage of that that telephone number which can lead to resources and services that you or someone you know and love and care for may need Uh, that number uh, 7036 360-7273 again 703 360-7273 how did you get into this I'm going to call it line of work. (laughs) But how did you get to the Office for Women and Domestic Violence Services and and the county government?
1: So I've always been an advocate at heart. Okay. So I was that person who is looking to um, help those who uh, may have been marginalized. Mm. And um, I started out working with Adult and Aging. Uh-huh. As a long-term care ombudsman, so okay, someone yeah. going into long-term care facilities and really looking at how residents of those facilities' rights were being upheld. And then happened to have this wonderful opportunity to uh, focus on this issue, domestic and sexual violence services. So it was it's a great fit
0: yeah.
1: uh, to help a, a whole different group of people in some regards, but not necessarily right. because older adults victims true, as well true. so this this is something that crosses all ages does not it, it does not discriminate
0: that's well that's true that's true if folks are listening to this and let's just assume they're listening after April 4th mm-hmm. the the make the call campaign ha- has started what what is your goal what is the office goal what do you want to see happen with increased publicity for making the call to this 24-hour telephone number
1: we want to make people aware of the issue in the community just not to turn a blind eye towards it so if you i think you mentioned if you see see something say something right that phrase that we've heard before um, but also for victims or their family members to know that there are resources and programs available to provide support for them and that. I think sometimes we think of domestic violence, we only think of the physical aspect of it. But domestic violence is really about exerting power and control. Mm, Good point. And so that is done in a variety of ways through, you know, financial exploitation or limiting access to finances. It could be uh, really destroying a person's credit so that they cannot leave and move on. Um, it can, of course, be emotional and mental abuse, degrading the person, person, uh, marginalizing them. Uh, so it's a variety of ways that power and control is exerted, yeah. not just the physical aspects that we tend yeah, to s- yeah, think about.
0: Yeah, not just m- definitely more than what, what the name implies, mm-hmm. domestic and sexual violence hotline, because a lot of that, the mental and the... the, the, the controlling aspects mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. It's what you don't maybe hear as much of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are out of time on the county conversation uh, talking with Yolanda Thompson of the Office for Women and Domestic and Violence, uh, Sexual Violence Services. But again, want to make sure that uh, you know that if you or someone you know isn't experiencing any form of domestic violence and you just want to talk about options or resources available or, or, or just talk, Uh, to call that 24-hour domestic and sexual violence hotline at 703-360-7273. Final couple of seconds, Yolanda. Anything else you want to add, anything I haven't asked or uh, a a final thought about the services provided in this this 24-hour hotline?
1: I think I would just say that if you're interested in providing support to us, to please check out the county's website for volunteer services and uh, look at the various options that the county offers for you to get engaged and active in your community.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. And if you need it, take advantage of that number. And again, if it's a life safety issue, call 911 first. But, the, but then again, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, you can call the Domestic and Sexual Violence Hotline. Again, seven zero three three six zero seven two seven three. Yolanda, thanks for being Thank with you. us. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, listening to this edition of the County Conversation. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for listening to the County Conversation produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.